Hello everyone and welcome to today's edition of the Daily Stand-Up. Without any further ado, let's get started. I thought we might close out the week with a bang, with something that's very powerful and something that's uplifting, or at least something that I consider to be one of the most important uh, scrum meetings. The retrospective may be the most misunderstood of all the scrum meetings. Typically, this meeting begins with everyone on great terms uh, and heads out in one of two directions. Usually, I either hear the festival of silence, you know, hey, everyone would like to welcome you to the retrospective, so tell me what went well last sprint, and crickets chirp, right? Everybody has hurt feelings about something or everyone in the work, everyone who worked in disparate uh, interest and has no concern for the welfare of the team as a whole. Interesting, but I find that it drives you know poor behavior. Uh, the second one, <laughs> I like to call it enter the Thunderdome or into the octagon, right? Uh, this is where, you know, hey, everyone, let's uh, welcome, to the day, welcome to our retrospective. So tell me what went well, Esper, and I'll tell you what went well. Johnny sucks. That went well. Whoa, right? People have lots to say about the behavior of an individual, which uh, perpetuates into a mudslinging festival. Neither of these approaches are effective, and it's common pitfall that I see all the time. People need to regain focus and better understand what the purpose of the meeting is. The intent is to review, inspect, and adapt how we operate as a team. Hence, the primary audience present should be the team. Uh, a third-party objective person can be there to facilitate, but no outsider should be present. Uh, now, I often get questions about the product owner. You know, should the product owner be present? And what I can tell you is in my meetings, I often encourage the product owner to attend for a time box period, maybe for 10 minutes or so. But I want it to be in such a way that they poke their head in and say, hey, just want to check in and see if there's anything I can do or anything you had for me. And that way the team can say, you know what? No, we're good. Thanks. Or may, they might say, yeah, you know, come on in. We want to talk about something. And this gives you an opportunity to visit with the product owner with a clear messaging set forth. The intent here is to review, inspect, and adapt how we operate as a team. This is their opportunity to explore problems with the product, project, and or process that they would like to discuss in an open and safe format. They proceed to identify solutions that help them resolve any key issues and pass along this information to the Scrum Master and Product Owner accordingly. The Scrum Master prepares and maintains a list of items the team would like to address over time and provides the team with an opportunity to address at least one issue per sprint. By selecting a single issue or two smaller issues that the team wants to address, it gives them a chance to set a goal to help them become better as a team. And I think oftentimes we try to ratchet it up to, you know, turn it up to 11, and that's not where we should be. You know, as a team, we should be looking at how can we get from a 2.3 to a 2.5, you know? We, we don't want to try to do an all-or-nothing Milli Vanilli approach. We want to make sure that we are spot on with what we're trying to do. So, you know, one way to make certain a team retrospective remains safe is to create a format that promotes open communication. Uh, create an environment of psychological safety, if you will. So, if I were dealing with a team that's very experienced and they've been in these uh, retrospective for some time, I might change up some of the questions. Now, this is kind of crazy because, whoa, you know, I, I talked about changing the questions in a stand-up to make those, you know, more effective. This is a very similar thing. I want to change up questions here to make this make sense. So I might ask questions like, what were major events that happened in our timeline? Oftentimes those events can break our flow or cause us to 
you know, rethink or reevaluate where we are, it's important that we have a good understanding of those. So the next question is, what can we observe about the flow of those events? Did things flow smoothly? Did we have an interruption? You know, what happened? What were our sprint metrics like? Did we finish everything we committed to? Did we have work that was outstanding? You know, what's going on? What have we learned about the product or service as a result of the sprint? Wow, that's a powerful question. What have we learned about the team as a result of the sprint? And I think once you get past those, then you can lean on what worked well in our sprint that we wish we would have done again. What do we wish we'd have done differently? And are there any recommendations uh, moving forward to our next sprint that could help us perform better? I think that if you centralize your focus and and really ask you know a variety of these questions, it's going to help drive conversation to a productive standard and help you identify key things that need to be addressed for the team in order to help them be more productive. The second and more effective way, in my opinion, to do this uh, this retrospective is to draw a large crosshair on a board. So I'm drawing a giant cross. In the top left corner, I put a smiley face. Now that top left quadrant represents, uh, you know, tell me what inspired you last uh, sprint. Tell me what, you know, in, in the words of Marie Kondo, tell me what sparked great joy for you last sprint, right? And if there's something that sparked great joy, I want each person to answer one item in each quadrant. So when people walk in a room, for example, I might hand them four sticky notes. And they're responsible for putting one sticky note in each quadrant. That way we can keep up with, you know, the current needs or the current, most current needs of the uh, team. And we can make sure we're addressing the right issues. So top left, happy face. What sparked great joy? What made you happy last sprint? Top right is a sad face. And this is where it gets interesting. I don't want to know what didn't go well. Maybe what disappointed you last sprint or what didn't go your way, right? Take it personal and, and put something down there. Remember, no one's recording these two, so you want to make sure that you get something in there that makes sense so that uh, people can say, ah, yeah, okay, yeah, let's see what we can do to fix that without having you know the problem plastered everywhere, right? On the bottom left, I have a light bulb for ideas. Now, these ideas are super cool. This might be an idea for you know, um, doing something that's going to help the team improve, uh, it could be an idea for better communication. It can be an idea for better engagement. You know, I don't limit the ideas here. But one thing that I do that's really cool is in whatever tool we're using, I create a zero-point backlog item that's called ideas, and then under, or an epic rather. And then underneath that, I tag all the backlog items. So that way, if one sprint the team's running short on ideas, we can go back and revisit ideas from previous sprints. Now, the most critical thing about the ideas is when we meet again, the very first topic we should discuss is whether or not we uh, achieved our goal from the previous sprint and if not do we want to readdress that goal or do we want to move on to a different goal because I think it's important for us to try each sprint to address you know as many of those concepts or ideas as we can without overwhelming the team right so I want to make sure that we're just taking on one or so at a time but I want to make sure that we have continuous improvement and then finally the bottom right is a bouquet of flowers now the bouquet of flowers is issued to uh, who helped you achieve success last sprint? Was there someone who went above and beyond that helped you do something different or better that helped you be successful? And this is one that I definitely capture. Now I capture it once again with a zero point, with an epic with zero points and then with zero point backlog items underneath. And then usually at the end of the year, I'll, I'll create like a large infographic. Think of it like a fat head and I'll put it on a wall with all these different things, but I make it mosaic so that, uh, 
you could see like an image from a distance, but then when you walk up to it, you realize it's only words. But then when you read the words, you realize that it's all the kudos for the entire year across all the teams. And then underneath in some text, I'll put the words, be grateful or show gratitude or something like that. And uh, this helps encourage the teams to be thoughtful of others and helps them to realize, you know, what they need to do in order to help drive success with regard to the product or service in their team and across multiple teams. Well, it's a tough topic, but I hope you found this information useful. This is going to wrap up our series of meetings. Uh, as always, we encourage you to go to AgileDad.com where you can find out more about this and many, many other Agile topics. Uh, we also have certification classes and other courses online. We've got lots of free information. We encourage you to visit there and grab as much as you can. Without any further, I just want to say thank you for being amazing. You know, you guys are always present and always willing to join me on podcasts and other places. Uh, so stay healthy, stay agile, stay well, my friends. And until next time, take care.